It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome to another live edition of Shout a Buffalo Bills football podcast. We are here inside Wing Nuts North Buffalo, Froth Brewing Company, and I'm joined as always at the start of our show, Ed and Alicia. Thank you so much for opening up your home to all of us. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, before I start the story, I just wanted to give a quick shout out. First of all, we're very thankful to God every day for the with success of wing nuts. And I'd also like to shout out to Buffalo Wingwear for the great hats. So thank you guys. Thank great you very hats. much. Um, here's, here's our opening story. So as football season approaches, every year Buffalo Bills play at home and wing nuts gets pummeled by people from the opposing team city. They fly into Buffalo and they take Ubers straight to wing nuts. So our dining room and all of the outside area <clears throat> immediately becomes filled with luggage. So many that sometimes people forget about their babies in the, in the strollers. Is this the story they tell you <laughs> when you meet them? Have they told you the story? That's why they, they come from the airport? They've, have they told uh, oh, you the story? They, well, we know because they come straight to eat first. No, but I, th I think it might be because they want to take all the chicken wings home back with them <laughs> in the luggage, no? Yeah. Well, as Alicia would say. We're going to need a luggage check, not a coat check in the new place. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, that's awesome. how it is, too. So we're ready for a fifth year of it. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen again. We're ready so. for another Buffalo Bills season, and obviously things are heating up for Wing Nuts. We've got some big news here that's yes, dropped over the last couple of days. Wing Nuts is coming to Amherst. Yes, yes. At the, uh, uh, the plaza inside of the hotels where the Marriott is. We're, we're taking over the Santoras right by UB. So all you UB folks, get ready. All you hotel folks, when you come into Buffalo, you won't even have to take an Uber to get to us. Awesome stuff. Let's give it up for Ed and Alicia. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'll take that from you. Thank you so much. We'll bring in Ryan Talbot. So listen, this is a special Shout edition. I want to hear from the Talbot family. Oh, yeah. Olean, pretty much 75% of the city of Olean is inside Wingnuts tonight. I'm so excited. I got to meet Diane. She was all excited. She thought she was all starstruck. I was more starstruck. I've been waiting for this meeting forever. Ryan's mother, she's so supportive of everything we do. This has been a really special day. This has been a really special day. Family here. I have a ton of friends here in the back as well. Uh, Mrs. Rogozinski, Mrs. Bowser, I worked with them before I officially became a teacher, and they came out here today. They're the reason I teach 17 years later. Also, birthday shout out to Karen Rogozinski. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out. This is an awesome day. It's 716 day yes. in Buffalo. So people are celebrating all over this great city. And what better way to celebrate than a little beer, 
couple wings and some Bills talk, and we're going to talk a lot of Buffalo Bills here over the next 30-ish minutes. And I, I was thinking about sto- like show ideas, right? Because we have a lot of show ideas that we have for the next couple of weeks leading up to training camp. And I thought the spiciest show we can do is bold predictions for the 2023 Buffalo Bills. And I thought it was symbolic in a way because there's a new chicken wing that they rolled out this week. What, what, what's it called, Ryan? The tangy Talbot wing. And let me tell you, Matt, people here are trying it. Nothing but rave reviews. Let's make this special a permanent fixture. So definitely. And listen, we were going to wait for the end of the show, but I think this is the perfect transition. We got the man, the myth, the legend right here. You see this trophy at home? Can you get this whole trophy in? I got to fix the camera because I can't even see it all. Look at that thing. We have the wing nuts Chicken Wing Eating Contest Champion for 2023, Big Stan Bundy. You can find him on Twitter, by the way. Can you tell us how many chicken wings you ate yesterday? Uh, 27. 27 wings. How many chicken wings did you eat today? Uh, I I had 10 Tangy Talbot wings. They were delicious. He had the Tangy Talbot, right? Good man. So I wanted to ask you a quick question, and we're going to get to the Bill stuff in a minute, but this is some big-time deal here. What was it like... Wing after wing, because listen, I've eaten uh, a wing nuts chicken wing. They're they're not a lightweight. You were you played in the heavyweight division yesterday, my friend. So I want you to tell me how you did it. Twenty seven. That is a huge feat. That's like eating about forty five regular chicken wings. So you know, I just figured out the math. Twenty four seconds of wing was my goal, and I was just checking out my competition to see if anybody could outpace me. By the end, I I realized I had it won. So I just enjoyed the last two minutes and just you know, crunched down a couple wings while I waited for this big trophy. Right. What have you done with the trophy today? Have you gone downtown, maybe paraded around on Main Street? I've I've gone downtown. I brought in the wing nuts. All right, good. I'm I'm meeting, greeting people, you know, getting a lot of congratulations everywhere I go with this thing. All right, let's give it up for the man here. Awesome performance. Uh, That that was really cool. I saw saw a couple pictures. Uh, It was impressive. A little bit overwhelming, I will admit. Um, But great job. Good job, my friend. Thank you. All right, let's get into this thing. Um, Ryan, we are T-minus 10 days from the start of Bill's 2023 training camp, and there's a lot to get into. I let you start things off, and you're, you're coming off the top ropes from the start here with these bold predictions. Why don't you drop it on, people? What is your number one boldest prediction for the 2023 Ooh, Bills? Okay, boldest prediction. Dalton Kincaid, first-round pick of the Bills, breaks the single-season tight end record for the team. Paul Costa currently owns it, 726 receiving yards in a season. So really, when you break it down, it's about 42 yards a game in seven, over a 17-game season. I think that's pretty doable for Dalton Kincaid. They're going to line him up as a tight end. They're going to line him up in the slot. A lot of ways to utilize him and get the ball. So that is my boldest take, breaking Paul Costa's team record. I think I sent some type of expletive back your way when you sent me that because I wanted that one. I really like it. I like Dalton Kincaid's upside for 2023. And one of the biggest things that people keep asking me is like, how do you fit Dalton Kincaid's role into this offense? You have Stefan Diggs, you have Dawson Knox, who they're paying $12.5 million to this season, Gabe Davis. And Oh, by the way, they brought in a couple guys that are veterans in this league, Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield. They have Khalil Shakir on the roster. How do you envision that playing out in terms of his role from the jump? Do you think it's all systems go from the start, or is this something that's going to get dialed up over the course of the season? I'm expecting to get dialed up over the course of the season. This team does slow play their rookies a little bit. Uh, you do have Khalil Shakir, someone that I mentioned is a sleeper in a 
23 questions for the 2023 season article, uh, mentioning that his snap county was up about 25% or more in the last three games. So I see him having a roll out of the gate. Sherfield, you already mentioned Deontay Hardy, that yard after catch machine. But as the season goes on, Kincaid's role is going to get bigger and bigger. And it wouldn't surprise me if we have some outings where uh, he posts over 100 yards receiving. Kincaid is a big reason why I went with my boldest prediction for the 2023 season. Listen, he's not the most popular guy on national talk shows. I mean, one of the biggest talking points of Josh Allen right now, if you tune into ESPN, is the regression from a turnover perspective last season. Well, I think he's about to go to school on all these people. And I know a lot of Bills fans in the house are going to be excited to hear this. Listen, when he came to train or minicamp OTAs, and he talked about being refocused, more focused on football. I think a lot of that comes from his confidence in the guy that's calling plays. And that's Ken Dorsey. It was a little bit up and down in year one for Ken Dorsey, but what I think they went out and did, they assessed this offense where they can get better. I mentioned Hardy and Sherfield. I love James cook. Um, running out of the backfield. But more than that, I like his pass catching out of the backfield. My boldest prediction, Josh Allen goes over 5,000 yards passing in 2023. Patrick Mahomes has done it twice in his career. So just like everything else, he's got some catch up to do, right, Josh Allen? He's always going to be in comparisons with Patrick Mahomes. I think he's got the tools, the weapons on this team, a motivated Stefan Diggs to take a run at 5,000 yards. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And listen, Stefan Diggs has been anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 yards in his stint with the Bills. Gabe Davis, in what some people considered a down year, was over 800 yards receiving. Uh, there's over 50 targets that are vacated by Devin Singletary that can go toward James Cook, some of these new targets. And with an upgraded offensive line, I think you will see some more attempts from Josh Allen this season. So I think 5,000 yards as well within reach. You know, I think also what bakes in for this for me, and I want you to get to number two, but before you do, I think he's going to still be a weapon running the football. You can't take that out of his, his game. You can't take that mentality away from him. It's what makes him special. But what I do think we've heard enough this offseason and that Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, even Josh Allen, talking about being smarter in those situations, right? And so I think if he's going to be running even a tick less, that I think is going to put more emphasis on the rhythm of the passing game and making sure they're operating on schedule, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And that leads to the 5,000 yards. What do you got for number two? Well, I'm glad you said taking a little bit away from the running game. Cause I, you know, my next bold prediction, 10 plus touchdowns for Damian Harris. Ooh. Now I still think James cook is running back one on this team, but Buffalo has tried to get that bowling ball type of running back that can get the short yards. Uh, near the goal line. They tried it with Zach Moss. It just didn't work out. Damian Harris, though, great between the tackles. Uh, you bring in a road grader like Osiris Torrance on the interior of that line, Mitch Morse, uh, and then a great competition for that other starting spot. I think that Damian Harris is going to get a lot of short yardage opportunities near the end zone. He's going to cash in 10-plus touchdowns for Damian Harris. And there's a little bit more juice to Damian Harris's game than I think people give him credit for. We talk a lot about what he can do in between the tackles. He also looks pretty good when he gets out in his own run and on the outside. Micah High knows a little bit about that from the Patriots game a couple of years ago. I really like this one. And I also like this running game, whether it's Cook, Latavius Murray, Harris, Naheem Hines, if he uh, you know factors into this competition in the end. They ran the ball really well in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. And I think Aaron Cromer was a big reason why. You, know, you remember the, the Todd Gurley years when they were really – elite in the run game and big 
big reason was getting that offensive line right. And they've had an off season to figure things out. You mentioned Osiris Torrance. I think that's a big piece of this. I think at his best, Spencer Brown's, his highest part of his ceiling is in the run blocking department. So I'm right there with you. I, I really like this Harris one. Yeah, absolutely. What is your second bold prediction? I'm getting real bold here, folks, because the, the person that I'm going to talk about here next doesn't even have a starting spot locked up yet on this roster. So we've talked a lot about Kyer Elam over the course of the offseason, right? You know, going into training camp, he's going to be in that number one position battle. Cornerback two is something that we're going to talk about. We're going to chronicle over the next couple of weeks. But I just like the kid. I like what's behind the helmet. I like what's between the ears. He has this workman's like focus to his game right now. He's he's I wouldn't even say he's the odds on favorite. We talked about this a little while. I think Christian Benford is going to put a lot of pressure. Dane Jackson is still there, but I think he ultimately wins the job. And I think that he finishes this season as the number one player on the Buffalo Bills in terms of interceptions. I'm talking five plus interceptions. When he played last season, he took the ball away. I'm expecting him to do it a lot this year. Yeah, I really like this bold prediction, Matt. You and I are both high on Elam in terms of when he was given opportunities last year, we saw what he could do, that Chiefs regular season game. Uh, no one's better than Patrick Mahomes at extending plays, uh, throwing these flip passes at the last second. Elam stayed with his man to the last minute, had an interception in the end zone, made some big plays for this team. Uh, obviously having the NFL pedigree, his father, former player, I think that's going to all help him. Uh, the big knock on him last year was his, were his practice habits. I think year two, he's going to feel more comfortable. He's going to be ready to go. And, you know, for my next prediction, Matt, I'm going to stay in the secondary. Right. And it, it's not a specific number, but Trey White returns to form. Trey White was coming off a very serious injury last year. Almost one year to the date it took him to return to the field, came back on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think whenever you have those serious knee injuries, lower body injuries, it takes a while to get used to cutting, uh, getting out of your breaks. I think that we see a return to form for Trey White, whether that means Pro Bowl type season, uh, being in the all pro mix. I think he's going to be a huge key to this team's success on defense. I think in a lot of ways with the question marks at CB2, he almost has to be that guy, right? Like right now, I think we're all taking it, you know, for granted that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are still going to be those guys that they've been over their six seasons in Buffalo. They're both getting older. I mean, they're, they're going to be back there. They went out and they signed Taylor Rapp. I really like that deal. We talked a little bit uh, about it on the last show. But if you're talking about the leader of that group, the guy that's making the most money, the, the highest profile player, that's Trenavius White. And he's got to be that player for them. I think they're going to be really good on the defensive line. We're going to talk about a couple of those predictions in a minute here. But even when they're not, maybe when 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 quarterbacks that they face and they're they're facing all the best quarterbacks in this league over the course of their schedule, when they're not getting pressure consistently, that back end has to hold up. And Tredavious White has to be the main reason why quarterbacks are scared to throw against this team. Yeah. And listen, for many years, he was the reason and they went away from him. And when they did throw, uh, he kept plays in front of him. He made big plays when he did pass breakups, you name it. You just saw him lacking that confidence last year, in my opinion. I think it's back. I think that he showed a little bit of that in the spring. He's going to continue that here at St. John Fisher in T-minus 10 days. All right, so I saved my spiciest, in honor of your chicken wings, for the last one. But I'll, I'll, I'll give another one that I think is pretty spicy. It's right in line. Ed Oliver just got paid, right? Big time. Big time. Got his big contract. Not as much as Quinn and Williams, by the way. 
Listen, if you take this is exactly what we we're talking about with that Ed Oliver deal. You put those two deals next to each other. Now, listen, Quinton Williams has been, you know, maybe twice the player that Ed Oliver has been, maybe more over the course of his career. So the, the difference makes a lot of sense. But Ed Oliver going into a season where he just got paid, you think maybe he takes his foot off the gas a little bit. But I think the horsepower is going to go through the roof for him this season. I think that confidence that the Bills showed in him, giving him that contract, it's going to motivate him to go out and ball out. I think Leonard Floyd is the kind of co-star on that line that I think can unleash things for players on the interior. And nobody is going to benefit more from that than Ed Oliver. Now, obviously, a lot of this is going to probably be on the back end of the season because you're going to want that full complement of players, Greg Rousseau, Floyd, Von Miller when he gets back. But I got Ed Oliver finishing the season with 10-plus sacks. Talk me off the left here. Well, you know, when they drafted him, that was the big thing, Matt. This is supposed to be a defensive tackle that can get after the quarterback. Uh, I'll wait and see on that 10-plus sack total, but I think he can be a disruptor for this team. And after he signed his extension, one of the first things he said to the media was, I want people to look at this contract and say, man, what a bargain for the Bills based on the numbers that he had. And if he comes in with 10-plus sacks, everyone's going to be calling that deal a bargain in year one. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. What is up, everybody? This is Matt Prino from Shout, a Buffalo Bills football podcast, here to talk to you about Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player staff projections and watch the winnings roll in. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you could turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You could turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Download the app today and use code SHOUT, S H O U T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today and use the code SHOUT, S H O U T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Listen, it's hot in here today. I'm not going to lie. I'm sweating. Uh, I didn't even have any tangy Talbot no, wings yet. And I'm, I'm kind of pouring down. Uh, big stand back here. Uh, you've been sweating all night, but I mean, you had 27 yesterday, so I get it. Um, all right, we got a couple more to go here. Um, did you just, I just gave my Ed Oliver one. Yep. Why don't you go so next? I have one more to go here. My, this is your last one. This is num yeah, number four. Now, is this the least spicy of all of them? Uh, I, I think it might be the okay. least spicy. All right. So. My last bold take is the Bills have two players with 10-plus sacks a season. Okay. So, you know, you just mentioned Ed Oliver. But look at this team from one year ago. Greg Rousseau had eight sacks, doubled his sack total, dealt with an injury at times, uh, wasn't able to get those last two sacks. Von Miller was on pace for double-digit sacks. You had Leonard Floyd, who had nine a year ago. And then you just mentioned you have Ed Oliver. You have some other disruptors in the middle that might free up some plays or move the quarterback out of the pocket. Your Daquan Jones, your Puna Fords 
of the world. And if you can just move that quarterback off his mark, then your Floyds and your Rousseau's, your Von Miller's, and, and even an AJ Epinesu quietly had six and a half sacks. Those guys can start tailing up those big plays. And yeah, so at the end of the year, two players, 10 plus sacks on this defense. Yeah, I really like this one. I think a, a guy like Puna Ford, we mentioned what Leonard Floyd could mean for Ed Oliver. I think Puna Ford is going to allow a lot of these guys to eat. And I, I mean, listen, maybe they, maybe Wingnut's got to get Puna Ford out here. I think he could do some serious damage in this place. I mean, that dude is the quintessential one technique, space eating, double team seeking, and he's got kind of an attitude to his game, which I think that you like. And you got to add playmakers on that defensive line when you're trying to kind of get that sack title to go up a little bit. All right, my last one, and then we're going to change things up a little bit. Uh, we got a, a, a big time old school Bills fan, fan of the show in the house. I'm going to bring him on the show in a second. My last one, thinking about these now, probably I could have I could have let off with this. This is a bit spicy. I think Gabe Davis is in for a monster year. Monster year. And I think that's what makes things challenging for Brandon Bean over the next couple of weeks as he deals with his representatives because I think you're going to want to be in a situation where you get him under contract before this season because if he does what I think he's capable of doing, you're going to have to really pay or, or watch him leave next season. I think Gabe Davis goes for 10-plus touchdowns and over 1,000 receiving yards in 2023. Big reason why is because I think Josh Allen's going to throw for 5,000. So it pairs together. But I think Gabe Davis, if you want to talk about a guy with a chip on his shoulder, and we've talked about the Bills having one collectively, Gabe Davis has no doubt about it heard the murmurs of his disappointing season. I think he comes out and tries to put on a show this season. And, and it's funny to think of a disappointing season being a number two receiver and putting over 800 yards receiving and seven touchdowns, and that's a disappointment. Uh, he dealt with an ankle injury last year. If you look at the beginning of the season, that Rams game, first touchdown of the year, went to Gabe Davis. You look at the Pittsburgh game, the 98-yard touchdown, uh, another like a 65-yard touchdown that he ripped away from uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. He was on pace to have a big year, but once you suffer those ankle injuries as a receiver, the cuts, the getting out of your breaks, the creating separation, it all becomes so much more difficult. If he can stay healthy, I would not be shocked if he eclipsed 1,000 yards receiving as Buffalo's number two receiver. What do you think happens with the Khalil Shakir? That's one piece of all of this that I think is the, the greatest unknown. I think Trent Sherfield probably, they brought him in because of his special teams acumen and he could play anywhere in the formation. You know that Deontay Hardy could be a little bit of that puzzle piece that you try to fit in in a couple different places. Shakir to me is the wild card. What do you, what do you think he ends up doing this year? You know, I can see Shakir playing inside and outside, so there's value there. Uh, he can, when, when you need to get a, a breather for Diggs or Davis, you put him out there. Like I said, I like the way that he ended the season. 25% of the offensive snaps or more in the playoffs, he was maybe one of their most productive receivers. Would have gone over 100 yards against Miami had he not dropped the deep ball with about two minutes to go in the first half. He finished with two for 40 against the Bengals on two targets in a game where that offense just could not click or get going. So he ended on a high note. It's his second year in this system, Matt. And I really think that they're going, he's kind of being slept on right now, especially a full offseason where he's put in a lot of work with Eric Molds, another Bills legend. So we got, uh, we got our own legend in the house tonight, Scott Moranto. So a little bit of a throwback. One of our first live shows ever. Um, that we did uh, was at a place uh, over in um, Sunny Reds, over by um, the stadium. And he put it together. He DM'd me. He DM'd Joe Marino from um, 
Locked on Bills. He was at the Draft Network at the time, and I joke with him because I had him on the show the other day. I always want to say the Draft Network whenever I see him. Um, he let, For some reason, these were the two shows he listened to, our show and Locked on Bills. So he asked if we could do like a joint event, and we did one. It was awesome. And I'll never forget you came on the show that day, and you were the first person on the Christian McCaffrey train. You were like, trade for Christian McCaffrey. Whatever team does it, they're, 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 they're going to go straight to the Super Bowl or close to it. The 49ers end up getting them, and we saw what that team did, and maybe not for a Brock Purdy injury, end up going to the Super Bowl last year. How are you, my friend? It's good to see you. I'm real good. I'm real good. I'm like, you guys must have been big PTI fans growing up, right? Pardon the interruption. Oh, yeah. I was a Wilbon guy, but yes. Okay. So I'm like, Tony Reale coming in at the late spot of the show. There's, there's a show note correction here. So you said earlier, most talked about Josh Allen piece of the offseason has something to do with his interceptions. According to my wife, it's who he's dating. He's dating a young Avenger. So show no correction, Tony Reale style. That was wrong. I appreciate that. Listen, I want to be held accountable. And Scott always makes sure to, even in our live show, as he's in the comment section, yes. making sure to dunk on us there. Um, you got a bold prediction for us? What do you think of Talbot's? Actually, before I get to the bold prediction, Bill's trivia. Double-digit sacks. Do you know the last time that happened in Bill's history? Two players, Two players with double-digit sacks. Did you effort it before you thought of it? I did not. I know, you know, obviously one of the last players they have double digits was Lorenzo Alexander. I don't think that season they had two. Was it a Mario Williams year? It was a Mario Williams okay, year. Okay, so you had Mario. And, okay. And Gary Hughes Gary, and Gary Hughes. and Marcel Darius, 2014. Three of them did, so you're three right. of them had double digit sacks in 2014. Last time it's happened. That's there you go. That's that's some good, good insight there from Scott. What do you think of Talbot's for uh Four bold predictions. Was there anything that you thought was missing? Uh, there was a surprise for Ryan. Knowing, knowing Ryan as a person, I was shocked. Shocked. There was not a, 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 a Tyler Bass prediction of some sort. You That's know, right. Franchise record over Steve Christie. Something of that sort. Big special teams guy you are. You I love am. the special teams. I am. Last two years, I've done this uh, project, Top 10 Most Important Bills. I'm the only guy that's put Tyler Bass on that list. He comes through in the clutch for this team. He helps them win close games. I think he's an important player. So big, big Tyler Bass supporter in terms of his importance to the team. I like it. All right. What's your bowl prediction? Drop it. I gave you, uh, I gave you advance notice. I gave you about 20 minutes to ponder it. Now, meanwhile, your four kids and your wife here are here. And I was telling you, thank goodness they all look like her. And you were managing a lot over there, but I know you came with one fire bowl prediction. What do you got? All right. So I thought about bold prediction. It kind of ties everything together. We talked about today. Um, Bold prediction, the Bills O-line is good enough to get them to best yards per game average in the NFL. I think they've done enough on the O-line. It's not the biggest, baddest O-line. Connor McGovern is good enough. Spencer Brown doesn't hit his ceiling, but he's way better than what we've seen so far. They've kind of solidified things. I don't even know if, if the rookie Torrance starts, but I think it's good enough. The mixture with Dalton Kincaid. Look, Dalton Kincaid is not Mike Gusecki slot receiver only. I think he can block. So I think we're going to see that more 12 personnel. I think what we're going to see is the Bills running attack be the best in the league based on a yards per game average. That's my bold prediction. How much is Josh Allen involved in that running game? Less than you think. 
Wow. Fire hot take. But listen, I think that lines up with everything we've been talking about. All of what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have been saying, I think to reach the level that they want as an offense, they have to be multiple. They have to make teams worry about them in both dimensions. And I think when you have a quarterback that can throw it and sling it like Josh Allen, let those other guys run the ball. And like, if he wants to go off script, great. But I think you can limit maybe what you're talking about. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe some of less of those design runs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, just the mixture of what they can do in 12 personnel. I think they're underplaying the fact that Dalton can block so they can line up in, in, in personnel packages that might get nickel on the field. And you're just going to pound the ball down their throat. If you're going to play cover two versus Josh, you got to, you got to be able to run the ball. And I think that's, that's the precipice of, of that move for Dalton. All right. Final thought, Talbot, hit us with them. Oh, we got to tell people. How are they going to be able to get our coverage here starting next week? Give them the lowdown. Oh, on, on subtext. Yes. Yeah. Bill's Mafia, new program coming along. Up right now. That, there oh, there it is. It. So you can't do it till Wednesday. So, but put it in your phone, put a little reminder, reminder watch on. shout on Wednesday. We will give you all the details of how to sign up to become a shout Buffalo Bills insider. That's right. So Bill's Mafia training camp right around the corner. You sign up and we might reach out to you and say, who do you want us to watch today? You respond with some names and we'll have our focus on them. We'll make sure to mention them in our podcast. You name it. You're going to help steer the ship of shout our coverage this summer and our coverage into the regular season. And listen, it is going to get a whole heck of a lot easier to get wing nuts in your life. They're opening over in Amherst. You could come in here. Froth is open every single day. Have some beautiful chicken wings. And listen, I got to say, I hear that there's a Perino wing in the work. That's just what I'm hearing. My sources are telling me that. So I'd imagine it's probably going to be better. But I got to tell you right now, the, the early feedback on the tangy Talbots out of this world. Through the roof. Now, Matt, don't we also want to mention about next month in our oh, podcast? Yes. See, this is, this, that's why they pay him the big bucks. Because we've got to make sure we get all this in. Rochester Bills Mafia, you have been asking us to, for a live show for years, Year. right? I mean, to come to Rochester during training camp, we're finally doing it. August 8th, Monday night at Dorado. A restaurant in Rochester is teaming up with Wingnuts. Wingnuts is coming out to Rochester. They're cooking chicken wings. Shout is going to be live in person there. Dude, it is going to be an awesome time. We're bringing our Bills takes. We're bringing our wings. We're bringing in the whole shebang, Matt. Cannot wait. I, I love it that Ryan can work in the shebang. I appreciate Absolutely. that. All right, for Ryan Talbot, my man Scott Maranto, I'm Matt Perino from here. Bills Mafia is in the house. The Talbot clan is in the house. We'll see you next time. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot.